Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. I love these Friday afternoon episodes. Uh, Daddy gets his beak wet here, and they typically turn out wild. Now, uh, our guest today has been arguably what? Top five wildest episodes we've ever had <laughs> every single time. Rudy Reyes is yeah, here. Thank you, brother. Welcome Ross, Dan, to thank the you. show. My God, man. Uh, first of all, beautiful every time I see you. Jacked every time I see you. And usually at some point during the show... Shirt comes off. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've only got two buttons. Yeah, uh, I, I know it's coming. I just don't know when we're gonna lose the shirt, but I know it's coming yeah, off. Okay. In the meantime, congratulations on your show. Um, here's the crazy part. So I follow you on Instagram and everything else. You were got. You guys were kind of tight-lipped about what was going on with uh, Special Forces, World's Toughest Test on Fox, and I didn't know what your involvement was, what level it was going to be. And I ended up watching it with, with my kids, uh, which I love because I got, I got kids now. And I, I don't think you've been on the show in maybe two or three years at yep. this point. So my kids are old enough and they're starting to watch all this stuff. And then, holy shit, Rudy Reyes is on my screen. <laughs> and uh, there you are with a bunch of celebrities. Dro- you were In the first episode I saw, you were dropping a Humvee in the water with these guys and then uh, timing them to see how long they could last underwater. But they also had to uh, release their seatbelt to get out. Yeah, this is a very this is a test that uh, I think all Marine Corps does, right? Like it, you, you get thrown into the water with your gear on and shit and you have to take it off and then come back yes. up. It's yeah. a variation of the helo dunker yeah. that um, any, any amphibious unit has mm. to qualify on before going onto the, uh, the ship on the Marine Expeditionary Unit. Um, and you have to qualify keeping your head together. And, except in um, the helo dunker, we do blacked out goggles. Mm-hmm. So you have to use uh, sensory, p- yeah. points of reference and mm-hmm. you rehearse it and then you make your way out the clamshell or go out the front. So it's a variation of that. And as you know, anytime you're doing any kind of work around water and you're in a vehicle, you have to be prepared if it goes in the water, how to get out. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really good tasker. It, it teaches uh, calmness under stress, um, following simple instructions mm-hmm. and... Um, quieting down the fear that comes into your mind and into your heart when you're uh when you're under immense stress or before you even get in so when i watched it i believe it was uh nastia luke yes yes the the gymnast gymnast, yeah um with a very small forehead uh kidding it's been a running (laughs) joke on the show but (laughs) uh, yeah 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 yeah. her forehead's uh uh been a a huge joke in the show for years oh my goodness gracious i I love her shut your mouth she's perfect i know you i know she did really good on the postman's walk she did only three made it across the chasm but that's why she's a world-class gymnast who i hear you she won the gold right bob she won some golds. Yes. I like because like they want that team won the gold mm-hmm. and then like her. She and won Sean, some individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard she had a gold tooth. She might have at one point. Who knows? She yeah. whatever. She's perfect. Not in the she front. Can. It's in the side. <laughs> exactly. Just, bridge work. No. Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> filling, filling. Either gangster or bridge work. That's a great show we should do. Oh, is this shit. guy a gangster? Or is it bridge work? Bridge work. <laughs> um, but with that, I'm watching and I'm sucked in immediately, it's and a I was good like, program. oh shit. 
this show's going to be huge, dude. Yeah, yeah brother. Uh, you know, and then it exploded. The one yeah. thing I can't figure Tell out so far is how uh, Remy had time to do any of this shit because he's got so many other projects. He is working so hard. Like, Remy. He's got two movies in development. Yeah, right now, Remy Adelecki's got a holding deal. Um, and uh, ever since he worked with Michael Bay mm-hmm. on Transformers, mm. and um, he he's leveraged and showed showed up as his best always. Mm. Now he writes with Michael Bay. He does some acting. He's really excited about his production work. And as you all know, it, being in the entertainment business, from talent to the next step up to production, that is the metric in how to scale your business. Mm-hmm. Um, even myself, my brother, it's so interesting. I turned 51, a few mo- I don't know, December 3rd, I'm 51. And I say I got about 10 more years as an action hero. And of course, there's like, fuck, that's 61 years old. Yeah, I could do it. I, but if anybody could do it, you can do it. I mean, Sly's still doing it. Yes, exactly. You're jacked as shit, dude. Thanks, I mean, brother. It's nuts, Thanks, brother. Man. Well, you know. 10 years still is not long. So mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself with my young wife, Jade, and, um, and we want to have a child eventually. I have two other little children. How do I scale Rudy Reyes? Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from Remy. I've learned a lot from Remy, so I've He's got doing my a own. Good job, yeah. yeah, I've got my own production company. I got, we're we're doing our thing, uh, and Remy's an incredible mentor in that way. He's rad. I mean, mm. the team. Uh, let's not forget freaking uh, Billy Billingham. Mm. Ten years in the British Paras, twenty-two years SAS POW twice. Chopped his way out of the IRA in Ireland. Chopped his way out of Bosnia. Yeah. Command Sergeant Major of freaking SAS. Brad and Angelina's bodyguard. This cat. Has been there, done that, brother. He is magnificent. And then Foxy, the the supersized Rudy Reyes of the UK, the most reluctant sex symbol in the world, and the women love the man, and and I love him too. He's my brother. Um, He had a little PTS when he got out. uh, uh, SBS guys, Special Boat Service, Royal Marine Commando. He decided, well, I'll just row it out. So he just rowed from England to South America. Really? Yeah, you know. What's that about a two hour? Two-hour tour? What would you these say? These guys, uh, brother, these, yeah, I think it's, well, like two months or something, but, uh, <laughs> but the lineup's magnificent. Uh, uh, trust the brothers. American audience, uh, most of them don't know this, but this has been a very successful show in the UK. Mm-hmm. So that's what I heard, and when I was kind of doing my research on it after I watched the first episode, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was over there. Why hadn't they done that in America yet, especially with all the personalities in Special Forces and everything else? You were obviously the perfect guy for this. Well, all the good ones started with here. Yeah, brother. Who wants to be Why a mil- who wants to be a millionaire? Fucking America's Got Talent was England has talent. Right. Love but, Island. But, but with with the military, here's the thing, and and maybe this is me because I'm not military, but um, for me, I don't think of Britain's great military like that should be a let show me, that should have started here. Let me tell you a, a real quick story about tier one operators in the United States. Okay. They didn't exist before Colonel Charlie Beckwith left his special forces unit to go over to the 22nd SAS for two years. And then, no he pe- shit. then he petitioned Congress two separate times. It took him two separate times going through all this stuff to get Delta Force made. You know what I mean? Why? But we took that from them. We did. So w- why didn't we have that to begin with, I guess? It's a good question. Myopia, probably. We were so entrenched in the Cold War that we weren't looking forward to the possibility of terrorism. And I that that's the 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 job of tier one operators is counterterrorism. That, that's yeah. the they're they're at a strategic level mm. as many of us 
um, at my level, I was at the tactical level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a commando, but I was at the tactical level. Um, yeah, same. We were, we were just running out there fucking shit up. Yeah, Jumping yeah. out of planes, kicking people in the face and whatever. Yes. These guys have, they're like uh, airplane <laughs> takedowns and things like that. They're the, yeah. the British are the, the best at being clever. All the spying that the Allies won in World War II, that's the Brits. Yes, yeah, and, I mean, and, and, Israeli and intelligence is based on MI6. They're great too. MI5 and 6. Why, what, and why Israel and the UK from my observation and me working with these cats for so mm. long, why they excel in the human uh, and the intel world and the subterfuge world. They are smaller countries and they do not have the mass and the, uh, the strength uh, both with, um, with logistics and manpower. So they must be clever. Yeah. They must be so surgical. And uh, I recommend all of you to check out, I think it's on Netflix, Rogue Heroes, mm. the story of how the SAS was born. And yes, brother, uh, our American uh, brother, uh, what's the book? Um, a, a pararescueman, uh, his name's RJ Casey. He did all the ops and tactical advising on the latest Jack Ryan. Okay. He was a Green Beret and a Ranger first, and now pararescue officer, legend cat. He doesn't age like me. I think he's 55. He looks fantastic. He handed <laughs> me this tattered book, Dan, and it was by that American captain, or maybe he was a major, and it starts in World War II. It's the same gentleman you were telling me about where he worked for the Brits from OSS. You're talking about Charlie Beckwith? Yes. Yeah, he's the founder of Delta Force. He handed me this tattered, tattered book. The the, the cover was coming off. Um, It goes back to World War II and the Cold War where our bond across the pond. After all, we are the outgrowth of the UK culture and 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 the uk um financial system as well military system look our flags are the same colors and that's for a reason mm. so yeah. yeah anyway sas who dares wins it's on amazon prime i'll tell you what american audience it goes to 11 <laughs> uh, the american production uh, and it's and it's it's a british production by the way our american production is british as well oh um, gotcha gotcha so uh, the they, british, brought, they brought over the whole yes, team yes the british uh, do better tv it's out of the bbc uh, uh combine if you will super mm. professional tv people out there they make the best freaking tv yeah they do um there uh there's no limits there's no um uh censorship with cursing and in it's much more physically demanding. However, I believe this American show, as it's going forward, mm-hmm. will get there. Well, the other part about it, you know, from a Hollywood perspective, is once I saw the format and how well it worked, yeah. all I kept thinking was, are they going to take you guys to other countries of and course. syndicate this around the world? Of course. Because this could be like your fear factor of where course. it's just endless money and of course. you're the dude. Of course. Of course. And you know what? So somebody mentioned something about fear factor. The thing about fear factor is there's craft service. There's air conditioning. Yeah. It's showbiz. When we run our course, we're on course. You're in a GP tent. You're fucking eating MREs. You're bathing and shitting together. You're struggling together. And the environment is so fucking punishing. I just got back from two months straight in Vietnam. No shit. Yeah. Who who did you find out from this cast that was... Who surprised you with their toughness, I guess? Yeah. It has to be, it has to be Hannah Brown. Yeah. Even though I... Love Hannah Brown. She quick, won, right? Yes. Bachelor. Bachelor, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one... Um, number one freaking... Um, uh, 
benefit or, or the strongest element you can bring great attitude well all you can- she had a great attitude and every time she freaking even when she failed she did not uh, let the tears last long immediately got up to go again yeah um, you can only control two things in life your attitude and your effort right that's it brother you nailed it that was it uh, and i love my danny amendola yeah he had i mean he's ahead of the game a bit because he's a legit professional athlete. Yes. wide receiver yeah, yeah. super bowl yeah. champion i think three times oh yeah um danny he's a stud wanted to be one of us mm. and and then football opened up for him and he was like the last stage draft pick i don't follow the intimacies of, of football and the ball sports much i'm most into the martial arts he works his ass off to get where he was yes, so he was. him doing well on the show wasn't surprising because that's what he did in real life yes yes uh, what were we gonna say bob go ahead i was say he was kind of like poor man's wes welker afterwards he was drafted in undrafted Undrafted. What does that mean? It means he didn't get drafted. He signed as a free agent with the team, which means he yeah. showed up to somebody's camp and they were really impressed. With Used him. his own money his to work get ethic. there. Yeah. Really, his work ethic and his, his commitment was magnificent. Um, his shoulder and his body was already beat up, and he did not uh, let us know. But after a little while, like a third or fourth day bee stings, I'm noticing he's favoring his shoulder on mm. push-ups. Mm. Um, he was injured so bad from the uh, NFL and uh, then the stresses of constant freaking martial arts and boxing and swimming and everything. It just flared up so bad. Uh, it was the last day before he goes into POW uh, into Seer. And I pull him aside. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. Fucking go all the way, man. All right. I know you're fucking hurting, but this will end. Just don't fucking give up, you know. Uh, and it, but, but the pain, you know, when you're in your head and you're snatched up and you're put in a box and all you're hearing is babies crying mm-hmm. and screaming and you never know when it's going to end and you got interrogators slamming you around and throwing water in your face. The, f- uh, the uh, purgatory in your mind works on you. Mm-hmm. And I think it just made everything hurt so mm-hmm. bad. And so um, he, could, he couldn't take even holding his arm up anymore. Right. So anyway, I love the man. I loved, oh, Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore, yeah. the freaking meanest, most sadistic, most backstabbing black lady on motherfrapping, <laughs> on motherfrapping Real Housewives of Atlanta, yep. Atlanta. I don't even watch the show or nothing, but every commercial I've ever seen for the last eight years is her on there freaking beating somebody up, whatever. The most lovely human being. Really? The hardest worker continuous great attitude and she was there to be her real self i adore that woman kenya moore how about my piazza Piazza. there we go piazza maddie piazza he brought in all of his freaking super rad italian brothers to my force blue event and you know they might have, they might have mob ties I don't know, but these people <laughs> were the freaking sweetest, best, and uh, loved America so much. Piazza physically was out of his depth pretty soon because mm-hmm. he's older and beat up. Um, his father fatherly like attitude and his team uh, communication kept this course on course. He was magnificent. Adore him. Uh, what about the guy who was kind of a dick? Um, I, I don't, I, he was a, an Olympic athlete. Was he a gymnast as well? Uh, stunt skier. That's it. Gus. That's it. Yes. Gus. <laughs> you know what? What's Gus's story in real life? Really good athlete. Very mentally tough and, and gay. So I think some of the, t- 
toughness comes from him hiding being gay and then coming out being gay saying you know fuck i have i i represent in a physical and dangerous sport Mm -hmm. and i'm willing to show that this is who i really am so he's got a chip on his shoulder i'm from a boy's home you know uh i i grew up very poor and, and only and a little gay. Yeah, Just well, well gay. I, am, I mean, I am fabulous. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Uh, and so I always had a chip on my shoulder, yeah. too, because I grew up very tough from the border of Texas and Mexico and in Missouri. So I understand that. Uh, um, but, I, uh, but incredible effort. What happened is that we were thrashing him. And we were in Jordan. Some kind of bacterial infection got in him. Like MRSA or some shit? What was some, it? Brother, or, he, gu- or gut he, stuff? What was it? Gut stuff. Oh. He shut down quickly, like mm-hmm. in, in a half an hour. Oh, wow. And then he's to his knees, and now he's projectile vomiting, and now his heart's going, heart rate's going through the roof. Mm-hmm. We're having to hit him with freaking meds and IVs, and then had to get him out of there. Uh, magnificent. Uh, true competitor. Tough guy. Was there anybody that you didn't like off screen? To be honest, I didn't like Nastia. Okay. Um, what she, was it about her that she wasn't willing to to put forth the effort and some of the yes. challenges? Yeah. Yes. She. Uh, I. You know, I have to do this tactical questioning. We bring in the recruits, and then just and brothers, we don't get a dossier on any of these people. Mm. I know who some of them are. Scary Spice. She's a wild woman too. Yo, um, her real life story is even yeah more oh, amazing. Oh, brother, we had to edit out her freaking seven personalities that were on that damn thing uh i mean, I mean there wasn't enough time in the day for every personality that was out there um so we get to know these recruits on their on their um effort uh, and on their character uh nastia refused to be violent and aggressive mm. and i said what you know I know we can curse you. Yeah. What the fuck are you thinking? You're coming on a military select. Do you know all we do is break shit and kill people? Mm. Motherfucker. What did she think it was going to be? I, I think in a good way, she just wanted to challenge herself. Okay. And, uh, but when the reality is that you have to smash people in the face and you have to fight and you have to be aggressive. And that also means that, um, no one person can do it on their own. You have to connect to your team. Mm. Um, she had a very big difficulty doing that. I imagine being a gymnast, it's a very individual sport. See, Danny and, and Piazza excelled. Team. Team, yeah. You get what I'm saying? And they were so, both leaders on their teams. Yeah, yeah. He was a leader of the Dodgers, and uh, Amendola and Brady and the, were super tight for I know. Years. So it made sense. And and at first, Nasty was doing very good on the challenges. And it, when it came to the milling, and it came to the MMA and the, and the Red Man, which I'm the Red Man, uh, did not possess a bit of aggression. And by the way, I must, um, before I joined the Marine Corps, and I was... I was competing and fighting in Sanchao. I'd been doing martial art and wrestling my whole life and some um, uh, football. I did these things to be a strong man, not because I wanted to kill anybody, not because um, I wanted to bully anybody or dominate anybody, but I know that this is essential to face fear and to overcome. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was uh, I was saddened um, with the dehumanization that I had to go through to become a killer, and I was scared at one point when I went to scout sniper school and and I was the number one in the class, and I got to this stage where we're showing terminal ballistics, and this is in the nineties of of targets 
in enemies' heads coming apart mm. in slow motion. I almost started, I was crying like inside, like the fucking savagery of turning people into meat, you know? However, I'm in the Marine Corps and I signed a contract and there's a price you pay for the wisdom of being a warrior. And that means it's not a part-time commitment. It's all the way through. Um, so I had to do the same. I was disappointed that she was not able to cross that boundary. Some people just aren't built like that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you, you know, you have, uh, you, you've got your patent and you got everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what did he say? A good a plan executed violently now is better than a great plan next week. That's mm-hmm. right, Or brother. a perfect plan next week, I That's guess. That's right, yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, and with her, you know, I, celebrities in general, I guess, you're never going to know what their reasoning is for being there. Sure. Whether it's a little more fame on television Could or be. to test themselves or all of that. And as you continue, you'll probably have more of the answers as you, as you keep and going. We fi- season and we found that season. out. And we found that out too, brother, because trust me, the cats on the show, uh, the recruits that didn't want to be there because there's something greater than they've mm. ever imagined possible, mm. they found their way out. Yeah. They found their way out. You have to want it so bad uh, that it's, it's, um biblical you know it's like it's it, it's a, a almost a theologist type of path you're reaching for god you don't even know who you are anymore you're so tired you're in so much pain mm. and in this modern world no phones or communication in our old day i mean we didn't brother, we didn't make no money to have no dang flip phone cell phone i think i got a cell phone after i was a sergeant been in six years and i had the cash so that my my wife at the time had a phone like that there was no constant communication when when the towers were hit i was uh heading to the persian gulf on the flotilla on the mew i went straight into fighting pakistan afghanistan due to the nature uh, uh of the war on terror at that time we went to go take kandahar there was no communication with back home for months and months and months um so for these civilians slash celebrities i do respect that they were able to put all that aside because it was hard on them you you saw the mothers crying about their kids mm-hmm. all the time things that i'd never considered because we had properly been conditioned to compartmentalize that kind of thing yeah i mean it's that's not an easy thing to learn and it's even harder to unlearn that well said well said and especially for a celebrity here what i don't understand and i'm being this is legit i don't understand how uh tactical cops like swat guys do that i I don't understand how they go do violence two or three times a week and then just go right back home to their wife and kids very I, very I, difficult. I could not do that. 10 miles down the road yeah where you're just like hey i'm going home and i'm, I'm i live right there because once i get up to 11 i'm at 11 for the foreseeable future yes. until something happens to bring me back down and that means like casual conversations and how's your day and me being kind that's not happening it's got to be so difficult you know jade my my missus her mother is uh the, like the highest ranking mm. firefighter in LA County. And, uh, and her dad was a cop and a veteran. Um, her mother's still active, uh, you know, still active, man, rocking and rolling. It's taking a toll on her. It takes a toll on our f- front lines here. I was getting on the plane yesterday, brother, from uh, Atlanta uh, to come here to Austin. And I'm going down the aisle, and there's an older lady with a sheriff um, pull- pullover on. And I touched her badge right there, and I said, thank you for your service. And she's like, oh. I said, not many people know about that. And I said, you guys are front lines. And I was wearing my Marine Corps blouse, and she says, well, you guys are front lines. 
said, well, we both are. So thank you for your service. Yeah, respect we respect them immensely. We don't I respect them immensely. We we very rarely have to mix the two. Yes, exactly. It's got to be so difficult. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, I, I know how hard it is to, to ramp up like that and then go fight for a while and be absent and then come back and ramp, try to figure out how to ramp back down for most of it. It takes about half a decade to be Yeah, honest. brother. No, like absolutely. No absolutely. Like going to do that shit, even EMS and shit, going to see fucking meat sacks split yep. open on the fucking yep. side of the road and then going home to your kids. How the fuck do you do that? Yeah, no brother. idea. No yeah, idea. Uh, scary Spice, I got to ask. I have to ask only yes. because do you know her backstory and how crazy it is? I only saw what I saw there, and uh, it was pandemonium in the ring. <laughs> um, somehow, she, I don't know how she did it. She she uh, smuggled in some cigarettes. I think she was doing drug deals with the damn drivers, yeah. my Jordanian brothers. Hisham, Hisham, if you see this show, I love you, dog. The lion, the lion is here. Jordan is the best country in the world. Isn't movies, it by the wonderful? Way. And the king, King Abdullah, thank you for and all your hospitality. Too, oh, they treated us so good. Yeah. They they took me to the castle. Billy, myself, Foxy, uh, Remy. Um, he the wanted, king could shoot, huh? Oh, he could shoot. He, he brought me. Shoot, he brought dude. me out his weapons, <laughs> yeah. and we were just kicking it. And he says, "And Rudy, you're Mexican. Um, I brought my chef in from L.A. Uh, to make proper Mexican food. I gotta tell you, the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life was in Acuba, Jordan. Shut the fuck up. For real. <laughs> For real. So all the videos we see about that guy online, it's legend. all legit, legend, legend, yeah. legend. Uh, and not just not just that, but his leadership throughout yes. that country. They have the best other than israel it's certainly the best intelligence service in the, in the very area. much so very uh, much so better than the general directorate in saudi arabia they're fucking terrible yeah and so um uh in- inclusive one of my producers was a is a german jew gay man is uh, uh, his name is john Rudy. and you know what he loved he loved him too christians <laughs> jews whoever uh, if you are pro freedom and you are uh, and you're american or from the uk the king's got your back mm. you're really wonderful people uh now back to scary spice okay scary spice so she smuggled know, wait, in some big cigarettes hang she was on. tripping but so before she gets there okay yeah. do you know the the crazy divorce I, story with her no oh it's wild as shit okay. we're gonna get into it with her and eddie murphy no 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 i heard about eddie me. murphy i had no idea yeah. that she was with eddie murphy she brother. With eddie murphy so uh, uh harry belafonte jr i believe um was her husband now was he as handsome as as senior no Okay, because no. boy, that senior is handsome. It looked like a, a, a little jankier version, but here's the wild shit. Okay, so brilliant, brother. They had a nanny. Now, they were each fucking the nanny, and they were having a swingers thing with wait, the wait, nanny. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. Dad and the son were with the nanny? Not, no, no, no. Uh, husband, and then Scary. Scary was, was the wife. Yeah, okay. that'll give you PTSD. Well, hang on. So they had a, a, a thing where they were swinging with the nanny, and they were each fucking the nanny and all this oh. other stuff. But the rule was you can't fuck the nanny without me in the room. And she came home, and he was plowing the nanny. Um, so this goes to some crazy divorce. The nanny gets involved, and it became a huge, huge story on TMZ for months. Oh, my goodness. And they had, to, they had to kind of... On like figured all out, but when I read it, I was like, "Holy shit!" And Ross, when did this go down? This was uh, Bob. Look it up. I think they finally got divorced maybe two years ago. Or twenty seventeen, okay. they got divorced. Okay. Holy this smokes! Is, this is him here. He's that's him, Bob. If you want to put a picture up of uh, Scary and her husband, that'd be Whoa. rad. And so yeah. the nanny was hot, and they had a perfect setup. But I had no idea 
of watching the Spice Girls all these years that Scary Spice was the one who was the freaky one. And I was like, holy shit. Did any of that go down on set? Because That's the nanny. Right there. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop up the couple yeah, there, up Bob. The nanny. The nanny. looks like Paris Hilton. She's quite a bit hotter than Mel B. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, her husband, her ex-husband had oh, pretty got, eyes. Yeah, show, show a picture of the nanny. Let's see the yeah, nanny. Yeah, do the nanny, my man. Yeah. Because well, go I don't know which one. They look... Kind of similar to me. They no, do. That's, that's not Racist. her. That's not the her. nanny's I mean, I don't give a shit. Yeah, the, the, the nanny's, the white, nanny's a white woman. Yeah, it's oh. a white woman. <laughs> She's blonde. I've been scary. No, Bob, stop. Stop what you're doing. Yeah, put put that picture of, of them up first. Let's yeah. see. Her, uh, it's his name. Stephen Belafonte. Yeah, not Harry Jr. Oh, but. it's not Harry Jr. Right. But I feel uh, you, brother. Whatever. But that's that's them too. Uh huh. It's a good pick of him, though. By the way, it's generous. Beautiful eyes. Generous pick. Yeah, he's not a horrible looking dude. Yeah. Now type in nanny. Scary spice nanny. No, type in Stephen Belafonte n- nanny. It's Stephen with an A. Because we got to see the the audience has got to. I'm looking see at this it right woman. now. Yeah, there she is. Boom. Pop that she up. She did um. in the tactical questioning. She alluded to all this. Look at that. Yeah, when we brought her in, and that she was well, what she expressed to us that she was uh, emotionally. Um, and physically abused. That's what she brought to us. Uh, okay. There was a picture of her physically abused. That was, no, yeah, she got her face all fucked up. Oh, like, it was bad. Point. I Is thought that the she two was... of them together? Yeah. Look at that. What a fun time. Why did he... F- so I, I asked this question on the show. Why would you fuck that up? You get, if you, you had just... this going on for years and years and years... I think it's a recipe for disaster. It sure is. <laughs> but if you're him, why not stretch that out? Uh, as long as, I mean, my God, man. I don't... Uh, brother, I want to... I, I wonder... <laughs> Once you're so down deep into that nebulous black hole of uh, of, of strange uh, relationship duties and hedonistic filth, I don't think there's any way out, dog. I mean... And she, and it came across on her. She was again seven personalities. Um, she. You can say it or not. I don't say think it, Rudy. I can. I don't think I can because we, you know, we have psych- psychotherapists on set. Oh, do you really? We have to. Oh no, shit. because of the nature of the work and the, uh, there's, um, you know, uh, people divulge things and express things like abuse and physical sexual abuse or um, um, or losing loved ones to suicide mm. and such. And it can be very, uh, of course, it's cathartic, but it can also be very painful. So just uh, again, it's the UK. It's they, they're quite smart people. We have therapists there. Um, there was some problems and some heavy stuff that went to the therapist. And after that, there was no coming back. And so Mel B found herself, uh, leaving the course. Gotcha. Okay. And we can leave it at that. Yeah. I, I don't need to, yeah. to, to yeah. dig anymore, but, uh, uh, this will lead me into something else sure. we, we've chatted about on another show of ours with, uh, you know, my wife, uh, she shot the last episode we did. Uh, we all hang out together, had some drinks. She was like, God damn it, man. I love that Rudy Reyes. Oh, you're kidding me. No. And so she, when, when she knew you were coming on today, cause she's got to do something with the kids. She was like, T- please tell him I love him and, uh, tell him, uh, what we talk about with yeah. Rudy Reyes. Yeah. Uh, now you're in Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. On it's here. Aubrey Marcus is here. Oh, I love on it. I went there way back, maybe six, seven years ago, and it was legend. So I said, well, here's what we said. There's a certain type of dude who can enter that circle and then just go with all these people nonstop. Yeah. Men, women, whoever it sure. is. Uh, they're, they're really high-end cross athletes, right? But you're the same thing. You guys don't yeah. age. The two of you guys don't age. You're both jacked, ripped as shit. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if there was a sexual revolution <laughs> to happen, 
It's well, probably yeah. you and Aubrey Marcus who would be leading the. Aubrey's already doing now, it right is now. Is Aubrey uh, um, uh, Latino or dark? colored what is it it's hard to tell because he's always so tan where it's just like are you outside every day or do you have something in you i think he's just a white dude you think he's just a white guy who's just yeah having a blast outside all the time shirtless yeah Yeah. he's also his name's not aubrey what's what's his real name i think it's like mike or something yeah handsome man handsome man man. he really is handsome man but uh, he's been doing this uh shit with aaron Rodgers and all this other crazy and it's like you guys seem like soulmates have you ever hung I out with him i can't wait to or? hang with him i've never met him but i know of him through the the um human performance world um but i I, lo- I bet you i'd love to hang with them, the brother. two of you guys are, are identical and she was Man. like hey when he gets there ask him about aubrey and i was like i guarantee I'd you love guys to hang with them train and hang the same and, circles and just talks training which that's what i really go crazy for right like i get crazy with talking training seriously and then go out to the desert camp out for yeah. a little bit joshua yeah. tree freaking climb at winter time we could do some freaking bouldering yeah maybe swing do whatever i mean <gasps> that's what i think you know what it's down. so wild brother i know um you know, Jade runs my social media, and I get some weird dudes freaking yeah. sending me messages, <laughs> and the dudes are always way creepier than the women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sure oh, are, Rudy. Boy. Sure oh, are. Oh, boy. Because I'll see some of the comments on your Instagram, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. dude. There's a lot of dudes that want to fuck Rudy. It's a trap, isn't it? And, you know, I guess, you know what, I can just think, uh, um, I can just... Be thankful that <laughs> at 51, that uh, I'm still, you know, uh, still sexy, I guess. You what know? does your wife say? She, you know what? She, um, she's crazy about me. Uh, I have body issues, you know, ever, uh, ever since I got back from Vietnam, I think because I was so depleted. I got down to about 180, but Ooh. I was uh, 100% humidity, 100 degrees, and running the course nonstop. So four hours of sleep for two months. Um, and so when I got home, all I want to do is eat and drink wine, and uh, and I I gained some freaking weight, and um, and finally I guess my metabolism slowed. I've never dealt with this shit, guys. You know I've always been this very very lean, yeah, triathlete and yeah. martial artist, and uh, I'm like, honey. I feel really insecure about myself right now. Also, I need reading glasses now. Um, oh, and then, huh, are, you, are you guys ready for this? This is how much I freaking love you, and I got to tell the truth yeah. about what I'm going through. Okay, uh, Mr. Uh, sexy Recon Dude, uh, Call of Duty guy, um, freaking, you know, uh, uber freaking Latino male. Um, I got a haircut the other day. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. What do we yo. got here? Now, I already put black hair dye in the bald patches. Uh, I, I went to the, like, the super cuts, right? Oh my God! Did you go to sport cuts? Uh, yes, yeah, so you go to sports cuts. Yes, I know it. Um, I I look like Beetlejuice because I have a small head, and they they. Do you see what? Oh, yeah, they, they hacked it up. Oh dude. my God! Look, you I can't got, go I to a sports Rudy, cut. Let me help no, you. Let me help you. Let me help you. I got chunks missing, and I and so I was really down for the last eight ten days. I called Maddie DeMeo as well. I said, brother, I look like Beetlejuice. Um, you know, I, uh, simple Jack. I look like that. For, and, uh, and Jade has been there. Honey, it's okay. I still think you're beautiful. Yeah. I love you, honey. And you, you still know what? got it. Man Thanks. to man, you still got it. You're good to go. 
didn't even notice. <laughs> Thank you. But guys. I can tell you and everybody else out there if you're if you're thinking about going to a sports clips, you're gonna lose <laughs> don't do it. Don't a do couple it. chunks of hair. It's the so sideburns true. are gonna be real short. Yeah, yeah. Jones. Don't get a haircut at a place that's partnered with NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. I had they no have idea. The, I should have known. Screen right TV there. right in front of you. You're right. It was sport cuts, and you know, and I love where I live. I live in Lexington, South Carolina. It's real America. Uh, it's real down home folks. And between going to LA, New York, London for the big meetings, uh, and then traveling the world for the work, I need to be in a place that's got some serenity. Now the downside is like the highest end restaurant there is Chili's. Yeah. And so the good news is Jade and I have learned to cook a lot. Uh also um the hair the hair people out there, they're not the same nope. as as uh as any kind of um a sophisticated metroplex it's so a, anyway it's a shag it's a high sideburn yeah. and it's a squared off that's it's a squared off blood cut that's bow. it dude yeah i hear you uh now i've gotten spoiled guys now that i'm a star i've gotten spoiled <laughs> watch this so because i had slightly different looks uh with sas uh, in vietnam i had a beard with special forces i'm um, clean shaven except with a light stubble um both haircuts a bit short I'm still doing, I still have one more MIV, one more uh, video interview to do mm-hmm. in which they green screen it so it makes it look like I'm back there Sure. Um, because they have been doing the edit. Um, I've got another series coming out in another few, I don't know, another two months. Okay. I just finished SAS series in, in tandem with, with Fox. So uh, they bring out like specialty hairstylists when i they drive me or fly me to the studio they've got the freaking nice hairstylist i've been living really nice lately brothers i mean i only fly first class now i'm very very blessed and i used to think man people that are living like that they must I, I hope they appreciate it. And if they don't the douchebags or what have you now for the way i look at it for me if it sustains me having a great attitude, because like, you know, I just flew in late last night. The weather had me cutting squares up there before sure. I got in. We show up here to do showbiz. We got to give everything we got. We got to be our best. So um, those kinds of privileges that I have now, and first of all, they're earned because I'm making channels millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those those kinds of perks... Help me be my best. Rudy, been on the show before. Real quick, we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 30% off right now with the promo code drinking bros at checkout. I know you've been sleeping in tents around the world and you've missed that mattress. Ghostbed can give you the finest luxury sleep of your night. Maybe luxurious. I'm so amped on this show. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. All I know is you pop in that promo code and you can fill up that card as high as it'll go. 30% on every, everything. I don't even care if you're getting 60 mattresses sent to a hotel in France, dude. They'll do it. Uh, also, right now, when you get a mattress, you're getting two free luxury pillows with it. The pillows are just as good as that goddamn mattress I was telling you about. And the sheets, the sheets are super underrated. I've had them for years, and uh, I've got them in every single room in my household. I love them. Highly recommend that cover as well in case you got kids who are running around or eating snacks in bed, watching movies, eating popcorn. Protect that mattress and get a cover. And for those of you that can, 
and are able to get extra hours of sleep. They got that weighted blanket, which I heard helps you sleep for 14 hours. I can't do it, but maybe you can, and God bless you. So get that thing. Everybody seems to love it. I don't have it. Uh, now, if you want 40% off, you got to get that bundle package, dog. That's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together, and that'll get you 40% off. The adjustable base comes in a regular or split king there, so you can get either two remote controls or one. So that way, if your lava goes to sleep before you or stays up later than you, then you control your own destiny. Uh, I've had that thing for three plus years. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to a non-adjustable base bed again. It's got USB ports, flashlights, all the bells and whistles in it. And when you check out, the bottom of the page, you're going to see a 60-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit there at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And if you pop that in, congratulations. The deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. And you can walk out of there with a brand-new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got hardafseltzer.com. We're in close to two, 300 stores now at this point. We also ship to 40 states. Now, the two, two or 300 stores we're in are in Tennessee and Florida currently right now. And uh, all you got to do is go to hardafseltzer.com. Click on the store locator there, whatever city or zip code you're in. I don't even care if you're driving in the car at, at this very moment. You're like, how do I get it in one of those stores? It'll take you right there. It's got a Google Maps feature. You just pop it in and boom, it'll drop you off at the closest store there and it's regular price. Now, if you're like the rest of us dummies who don't live in one of those states, we'll ship it right to your doorstep. Get some 8% hard seltzers. Ship straight to your house, dude. No carbs, no sugars, no gluten if you give a shit about that. And the new flavors are out. You got pina colada and watermelon. Everybody's raving about these goddamn things, including myself. Drink them every night. Some say too much. Go to hardafseltzer.com today. It really supports us and it helps support the show. And get some seltzers shipped right to your house or go to the nearest store located by you. Yeah. So I would recommend any other brother and sister out there that's doing their entrepreneurship, that's that's uh, pursuing the American dream. Um, know that the harder you pursue and reach towards your dream, the more it's moving towards you. And one day you'll be able to sustain yourself like this too. Fifty one's not old anymore. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, get after it. Yeah, because the other part of this is, you know, once you get used to that lifestyle, oh, you yeah. don't want to go back. <laughs> then I go to sport cuts. And then you're in sport cuts, <laughs> and it's like, hey. It. Yeah, I called Matty today. I said, Matt, you're never going to believe it. And then Matt goes, how much was your haircut? I said, it was, well, with the tip, it was like $28. Rudy, what are you doing? You you know, Jersey freaking Marine. Oh, yeah. you, you got to go to somebody. You know what? Somebody did at least $70. <laughs> He's right. He's uh, right. You're right, brother. <laughs> but it does help because once you're there, right, and you're, yeah. you're traveling first, you got somebody yeah. cutting your hair, doing your makeup. Because yeah. let's face it, we all look better with a little powder. Absolutely. I got it on now. Every, so do I. I got it on now. So do I. Bright lights, big city. Dan doesn't give a fuck. You know. But, I don't. Care. Uh, it doesn't care. Yeah. But with that, as you keep going, as long as the ratings are good, yeah, you, can, you can maintain it and everything's yeah, great. Bro. And you do have to appreciate it because knowing one day 
It'll eventually be gone, of and then you can at least look back in those days and be like, "Holy shit!" Of course, life was fucking awesome. Oh, and I, I did agree. It. I agree. It's the journey, man. It's, it's, it's absolutely freaking wonderful. You know, I come from a very poor family, a broken home. My brothers and I grew up in foster care and boys' homes, and um, I'm able to provide some levity, some love, and a little bit of money to my family that they've never had before. And uh, I love when when Michael and Caesar get to go fly out to New York City or I bring them out to L.A. and uh, and when our favorite freaking rock and roll bands come through. I was shooting... You get sweet I, tickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was shooting in, <laughs> I was shooting in Vietnam and the cult came through Kansas City. I called up the lead singer. My, I adore Ian Asbury, my, my lead singer brother. Um, and I said, dog, um, my family's there in KC. I'm in Vietnam. Could you, could you get them some tickets? This is the freaking rock god, Ian Asbury. He gets a backstage i mean it just makes me feel so good i'm sure they feel good about it it makes me feel really good about it so that's probably the best part of success i bet yeah because the other part is what you're doing is actually extremely difficult so it's yeah. not like you're i mean you've been in movies and you know obviously in hbo series and all that stuff it's different right because yeah. you go back to the hotel at the end of the yeah. night and everything else but you guys are really out there with these fucking people living in the tents and doing yes. all the shit again so it's not like you're pampered not at all on your on a hbo set not at all we we insist on it because it has to be authentic uh, we what makes this show so special it's it's the truth of it all um no there's no reshoots there's no script we run the course and we use our human intelligence skills through tactical, tactical questioning and, of course, always observing and always taking notes. And we debrief every day. And at the very end, uh, there's been sh uh, series that I've done in the UK where we've had four or five that make it through SEER. Mm -hmm. And then we go to a debrief and we check every task, uh, every uh, um, beasting, um, every mirror room, and we go through it. And then we pick one or two because we're always watching, just like in real selection. Mm. So we got to be completely engaged. You know, on Fox, this one, the uh, Special Forces, our biggest, strongest dude, Jason Fox, SBS brother, biggest, strongest dude, three days into it, snaps his tib fib on that 400 foot freaking bomb rappel. The winds came up in Aquaba, snapped his legs, snapped. Now we're a three man crew, Remy, Billy, myself, and we got to freaking keep this train on the tracks. And um, there was no sleep. It was just continuous uh, uh, movement and an admin behind all the stuff we're doing in the field. Um, really, really wonderful. By the way, I think that's what I love about the show the most for me. I'm engaged, mm. really engaged. Have you know? guys thought about adding uh, peer review to the formula? There's a, there's a portion in that where we say recruits line up strongest to weakest. Mm -hmm. And we first, DS, directing staff, we, we line them up in our minds, write it down. And then we see how they line it up, and then we write that down. And then we put them through a bull-busting freaking tasker. And it shakes out who is really who. And then they end up fighting amongst each other. And then from there, the next tasker is, who do you trust the most? Who do you trust the least? Mm. And then we either team them up on a tr uh, freaking um, breakman task off the cliff, uh, or they're freaking boxing each other. <laughs> what's the? What's it's the really, really wonderful re for revealing character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the reaction amongst them when they're hearing that somebody else is better than them? Oh, some break down. Yeah. Some want to kill. Yep. 
Um, probably a lot of these, because this is celebrity. In the UK version, we do a civilian and then a celebrity. Uh, a lot of our celebrities in our culture, as you know, they're so exalted. It's been a long time since they carried their own bags. Or it's been a long time since uh, they've had to cook their own food. Or it's been a long time since anybody actually got in their face and said, you know what, you don't cut the mustard. You, a matter of fact... Um, you're this clo- close to being freaking kicked off because you do not have any fucking character. They're like, holy shit. Or they get mad and want to bow up. And if you flash, that's th- that just reinforces everything we already noticed. Because you know what? Take it on board, learn from it, and freaking drive on. Yeah, because with that, to your point, Dan, um, I think why that's so interesting, and it's only happened to me a couple times, and it was college professors who said, who do you think is the best in the class and who do you think is the worst? And in in the two times that it happened... People freak the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Um, it's incredibly personal. It is. And uh, one time, there was one class that I was in, and, uh, and they said, hey, who do you think is the best? Who do you think is the worst? And uh, they were like, the professor just stopped at the end, and he goes, you're wrong. It's that person. They're going to be great. The rest of you are probably going to be mediocre, Rocking. shitty the rest of your life. Because and there's a like, psychological point in a, sp- in a spiritual ele- evolution there, too, that someone from wisdom, a professor, mm. or a key leader, or a freaking small unit freaking uh, leader or commander... They have that, and you're exactly right, brother. Um, I've seen people cry. Yep. Like I, I saw on the two occasions that it happened, I saw people cry. I saw people get angry about yep. it. Um, and then either somebody's going to change or rise to the top, or they're going to crumble. Yep. And I think it's super important, but they just don't do that shit anymore. I mean, that was it's a long so time ago. Necessary college, for for human development, and you know, we're all men here, and I mostly speak about men's development because I can honestly, from my experience, share these things. Uh, it's necessary. Well, with hubris left unchecked, um, falling into uh, adolescent narcissism, and I see forty and fifty year old guys stuck in that. Mm. Of course, thirty and twenty year olds, but I understand a twenty year old that's there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand a forty and fifty year old. And you know, I work in the entertainment business. I mean, it's rampant. We need that tough love. We need that hard anvil. I mean, and, everybody needs it. You know yeah. what? You, it's a really important to know how good you are before you go into a fight. Yes, because if real. you're fucking delusional about it, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you, or in our situation, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Yep. So, have you guys seen that in real life, where there was somebody weaker on your team, and you're like, "Man, there's nothing I can do. That guy's going to get killed." Uh, not, not, not by the time they're us. The, well, I was in the 82nd Airborne. There, okay. aren't, weak, there aren't weak people there. It's a great there's unit. not weak people in Marine Recon yeah. either. I mean, you got to be able to. You have to be at least physically fit. Now they're dummies. Yeah. The the selection a, process itself and the leadership process itself. Um, either raises up mm. the weak ones, which sometimes are not even weak guys. What they are is they're deficient somewhere. Yeah, they just don't know. But if you're weak in character, you find your way out. Yeah, it's a self-selection because people quit or whatever. Yep. Um, Does that still go on to this day? Because with everything we see in the media and everybody getting butt hurt about everything, you would think that that's eliminated at this point uh, just because... Well, let's face it. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt, and they're going to get pissed off about it. Um, But I think it should happen more, in my opinion, and it'll help people at least grow. Uh, Is that the case to this day or no? I I hope that our tier units, they're still legit. I I don't like hazing for the sake of hazing. Me neither. neither, It's it's demoralizing for people. Like, what do you think? You're better than me? This is a team. And one of my first sergeants, uh, Joe Singerhouse, you say this all the time. You're here. 
you don't have to pay any additional entry to get here. You already volunteered twice for the mm-hmm. Army and for the Airborne. Get some. You're fucking here. Get some. You know what I mean? So if you see a guy that's deficient, your job isn't to rough him up. It's to make him better. Because yep. yeah. at the end of the day, what am I going to go to war with two fucking squared away dudes and three roughed up dudes that aren't on my team? We're all going to die. Yep. That's, that's fucking exactly stupid, right. man. Yeah, I, I, it's not at all in the same ballpark but even in like the fraternity system in college like it was the same way with hazing and i was like why and then we're all supposed to be friends after that like a week later i hear you i don't really get it like what 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 the fuck are we trying to prove with this yeah we say in recon shame retains and it's Mm -hmm. not pain because we're all tough enough to take pain shame you get called out and humiliated for your lack of discipline or um um or you've missed attention to detail. You will never forget that lesson. And looking back years later, we thank our, our um, team leaders or freaking platoon sergeant for setting us, setting that up so that we could learn. We thank them years, decades later and say, thank you for caring enough about me to really smash me in the face with either my own lack of attention or lack of character so that I could grow. Mm, yeah. Um, something that's, that's huge about you that I find, uh, extremely fascinating is that you were able to hold on during this long gaps of success. Yeah. Generation no kill. No kidding. was brother. fucking massive, right? Yeah. So everybody watched it yeah. and, and by everybody's opinion, at least everybody has come on the show. They love it. Don't they? Yes. They love it, it. to this day. Because dude, the authenticity. Yes. And they bring up generation kill and then massive hit and everything else. And then how long ago was that between this? It was 2010. Yes. I mean, you're looking at 12 no, years. Yeah. 2008. Oh, shit. 2008. Yeah, I was in eight. college. Yeah. 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 15 years. Almost. Well, uh, overnight success. It's 15 never overnight. years in the making. Yeah. Or, or overnight success. And to be honest, really, probably I started doing athletics when I was seven or eight years old. So it took from then to get to where I'm at now. And it has been a fight and it's been wonderful and it's been heartbreaking and it's been absolutely lonely. And uh, for the audience that doesn't know out there, I was put away in a mental institution for veterans for a whole year. Um, What year was that? uh, That was 2012. Mm. Um, After Generation (sighs) remember, we were all in such heavy uh, combat cycles then. I didn't even know what was going on with me. I thought if I continue to work and succeed and compete to succeed, that that will cure what is happening inside of me. I was incredibly depressed. I um, had uh, had a now a disillusioned uh, vision of the entire world and the human experience. Uh, I was a very good recon marine, and I mean that in my character. I did some pretty hoo stuff. I did some Brad stuff or whatever. But what I'm saying is, I did the right thing. Uh, uh, when I had when I kidnapped people, I didn't torture them. Uh, however, the other side of that is that I took them to Abu Ghraib. When I killed people, I killed them. And when I absolutely had to had checked off my checklist because i'm a scout sniper too they don't even know i'm there sometimes um i you know in the invasion um maybe two weeks in we had tanks dug in and we chopped our way through the tanks the tanks weren't going anywhere but they were firing into our position we freaking swung them heavy guns and fire maneuver and smashed them and there was a few guys that lived it was an old iraqi man a soldier that was just firing at me but he was an older man uh, kind of slovenly and and very frightened 
big mustache, curly hair, kind of uh, hair was receding, big eyes, and somebody handed him off to me. And the man was so, so fucking scared, you know? And, um, and my hate, or no, my, my aggression to the enemy, I didn't have hate yet. I had, I had hate in Fallujah. Um, turned off, I brought him, got him inside of our truck. Um, we freaking zip tied him. And then I made sure two young recon guys got him some food and some water. And, um, and I had no ill will. Um, that's the kind of person I was. By my third tour, and the savagery and the fucking hurt of everyone and my guys too. We we lost we lost our captain. My my best best friend Eddie lost both his arms. So um, and and then we find out a few years later that none of it freaking matters and nobody even cares about Iraq. And and it was a and people were making tons of money except I am having psychological and emotional problems and spiritual problems. Um, that worldview. Um, it could uh, it, it consume me. So I did some media here or there. I start, I went back to work in contracting. I worked for State Department. Was doing some pretty rad stuff. None of it mattered because my my emotional and spiritual worldview was um, was was dark, and I hated myself for it. I thought it was my fault. I am not strong enough. I am too weak, and I'm not smart enough. And and I and I mean nothing, but I'll just show off to everybody that I can do a movie or a TV show mm-hmm. here, or, or go uh, run some counterterror in Africa here, and, and I can work out and and be the best athlete. Maybe I'll just show off to the people out there so they think I'm okay. But I was not okay. Um, it wasn't until I started Force Blue. It wasn't until I, I brought my bros together to use my, our combat knife skills and our team skills and the, the fact that we love each other because. Um, because we respect each other and then using that to rebuild coral reefs and do ocean conservation. I had a really bad, you guys remember, I had a really bad drug problem for a while, a really bad alcohol and drug problem for a while. Um, I lost uh, the ability to see my f- son and my family, everyone outside of the warrior off uh, the chain, full tilt boogie community. Everyone else in my life um, could not be around me uh incredibly sobering and, and humbling and and when i created force blue and we started bringing brothers together and working in the water and, and and seeing the gorgeousness of of god's nature and it little animals that you love and it it, it it and then a few years after that i meet jade and and then i said and then i'm getting myself together and now i get to see my son uh, i can't say his name because his his mom and stuff's really private but I, he plays hockey brother and he's a freaking stud he's got a big uh head of hair that's all coming back brother um that's that's why it took so long that's why it took so long gotcha uh, what was it like that year in that mental institution? Oh, so hard. Oh, brothers. So I was one of 130 cats there. Only three of us had been to combat. Only one of us was a fucking warrior, and that was me. Everybody else were drug addicts and thieves uh, in and out of prison. And through this uh, President Obama uh, gig at the time, that if you had even showed up for boot camp, not even completed boot camp. You raided to go to this psychotherapy freaking mental institution uh, if you claim PTSD. So I was in there with horrible criminals, uh, hearing story. I thought about my, my mistakes in my life, which f- seemed insurmountable. And I'm uh, on there with this 
there's this uh, transvestite sailor who was such a methamphetamine addict that he's talking about um, his grandmother who's in hospice care and him sneaking in to see her only to get to her wallet. And 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 I'm and I'm so humbled that and ashamed that I used to be a reconnaissance marine team leader, three hundred men of three hundred thousand, and I am in with the worst criminals and the dirtiest people, and so, and the instructors there or the the freaking zookeepers, the zookeepers mm-hmm. there humiliate you. You have to you have to ask permission for everything. It's like it's like being in receiving in boot camp, and. Uh, and you know i fucking cry at night thinking what happened to me however though i said i'm not going to give up i'm not going to run away because i thought about running away escaping mm-hmm. so i'm going to f- see it through all that therapy i had to do eight hours of therapy a day and all this stuff holy shit that, yeah fucking every kind of anonymous there the na the aa the vegan va <laughs> <laughs> all the aas um nothing gave me better therapy and keeping my physical health and fitness, doing um, Force Blue, and having a great job in which my experience matters. So that's why I'm doing so good now. And looking back on it, was it a positive or a negative in your life that you were there? I think it was necessary. How about that? Okay. I think it was necessary. I think everything was necessary to get me here. Um, I'm very blessed. I am also extremely, extremely realistic about that. I've got about another 50 years on the planet, which is not long because this first 51 went by like that. I guess it's stacked with a lot of stuff, but it went by like that. And I want to make sure every freaking day I have counts now. Yeah. Uh, And it's interesting to see it pop up here and there and all this stuff, because I think when you were going through some of those problems, obviously we knew you. Yeah. I remember uh, there was a couple of times when I was not well brothers and I could see, and I could see it on your faces when you were humble enough and gracious enough to not freaking air a program where I was freaking falling apart. But we had a couple of good programs too. Mm. Thank you guys for doing that. Of course. I appreciate it very much, Dan. I appreciate it, Ross. We don't want to see any of our friends struggling and there's no reason to put that out to the world you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. and like, we're not a gotcha show where it's yeah, like brother. hey look at this guy he's all <laughs> fucked up remember him he used to be awesome now he's a piece of shit yeah. like we don't do that Thank so it was like brother. hey dude we'll scratch it we don't we don't really give a shit but with that uh the change in you is night and day and going back to the, your work in the ocean um yeah. i'll never forget again because my my wife loves you i love her and, too and brother we woke up it was a sunday morning we were watching uh whatever the CBS programming was, and there was a special about you in the middle of the ocean yes. on this boat. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, it's Rudy Reyes. And I was like, I thought he was going to die. Because yeah, at the time, I was like, I, know. I thought you were going to die. Sure, brother. And then all of a sudden, you pop up, and you're on TV a couple years later, yeah. bright, happy, yeah. excited about life. And I was like, that's the Rudy I know. Thank you, brother. And it's awesome. Thank you, brother. How'd you get involved in that? Well, uh, a dear bro that I worked on a film with saw me walking down the street in uh, New York City, and uh, and I was not well. Uh, I, I might have even been homeless. And uh, he said, "Rudy, man, you're not looking so good." I'm like, "Oh, I'm fine." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I'm going to Cayman Islands for my father daughter trip. My daughter just graduated high school. You should really come with me." I was like, "Well, dog, I don't have any money. I don't have a job or anything like that." He made it happen. He brought me to Cayman Islands. I totally crashed his freaking father-daughter trip. Jim Ritteroff is his name. 
after three days of being in the ocean and, and working out and being in the sunshine and being around the majesty of God's creatures, all I was just buoyant again. And then uh, three or four days later, we were watching the Manny Pacquiao fight. I think he was fighting. Who was he fighting? He was Mayweather? Fighting, yeah, he might have been fighting Mayweather. And we were watching it. And, and then Jim says to me, well, Rudy, I'm so glad you got to be out here in the Caymans for these reefs because they're going away. I said, what? It stoked something in me. The reason why I joined the Marine Corps is because I saw a documentary about orphans in Kosovo. And then next week, we're going to Kosovo to fight. And I said, I'm not going to let those kids freaking get massacred. I'm going to go fight for those kids. So uh, when he told me that all these beautiful animals are going to be destroyed because the coral reefs are being destroyed by the by the uh, cruise line industry and all of this, mm-hmm. I said, no freaking way. I'm going to do something about it. And he was like, well, you can do I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to get my freaking recon dudes and my freaking frog brothers together. We're going to freaking mine up these freaking... <laughs> We're going to blow up this shit. <laughs> And he's like, hey, pump the the brakes. Well, man. And I said, well, we got to do something, Jim. And then we started mulling it over. I like that you went to terrorism first. Well, well, you know, I was was still, it was still that early days. It was early days. So I called Roger Sparks, uh, recon daddy and uh, highest decorated pararescue man. I called Jeff Reeves, uh, a handsome ass tall seal. Uh, Called Will Hankson. Called some brothers together. So let's do an experimental course. We're going to get the best in um, technical and science diving to teach us these uh, new ways to utilize our skills to rebuild reefs or to treat them with antibiotics uh, or replant reefs and and so we created a class all on donation uh, everybody donated their time there was no money we created a 5013c nfl got involved pepsi got involved the rest is history it was massive man and, and again cbs did a massive yeah, story on it i was like cool, huh? sunday morning i was like oh <laughs> shit there's rudy really uh, cool brother and now awesome. we have it now we have it open to all veterans through voke rehab i mean so i've spent a lot of time in washington dc voke rehab you can go to the va and with the voke rehab you can get your advanced open water diving that they pay for and pay you a stipend to do it then you come to us and do on the job training and then you're a dominus ominous force blue team diver and we pay our men and women to do the work because it's very intense work uh we take care of your uh, your travel your per diems your billeting and then you get paid daily isn't that rad Mm -hmm. that's That's how we do it brother that's awesome forcebluteam.org forcebluteam.org get involved absolutely um looking back at all of it your entire career so far yeah it's just begun right wow it it has because this this thing that you're on now i know is about to explode in in the ways that's uh, you'll probably be so exhausted at the end of it you'll look back and you'll be like oh hey dude i'm I'm 61 yeah it's already been 10 years yeah Yeah, that's what i believe uh just with the format and everything and where they're gonna send you yeah what do you love more because uh, you loved, loved being in war. I did. Would you trade all of this to go back? Depends on the war. If it's a war worth fighting. I think the war I'm fighting now is more important. Because, Definitely than the wars we fought. They were yeah, fucking meaningless. I think this war now, how do we empower people by uh, taking the hard road? How do, they, how do people uh, get inspired to develop character through uh, arduous uh, challenges? Having the courage to take a challenge? Um, how do we remind our brothers and sisters that have held a rifle that they're not alone? Uh, I lost a deer dear dear brother and i've never spoken about it publicly because i love him so much i still can't believe he's gone 
I can't believe it's gone. His name is Neil Curry. Yeah, we know Neil. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I was in Vietnam when he died, and uh, and um, the man was a beautiful man in every way, and a warrior, and a family man, and that that this beautiful American and warrior could slip through our fingers. And what did I not do for him to give me a text so I could remind him? I think this war, the war for us to uh, post-traumatic stress growth and for warrior transition and for us to become warrior citizens, I think that's the most important war for me to fight now. There's tougher, younger guys now that can um, can do the door kicking and the halo stuff and the combat dive sub inserts. Young, tough, strong guys. And if they need me, I'll always be there. But I think the war for our country's heart and soul is more important right now. Mm. Well, this is the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week, uh, which is someone who has inspired you or helps you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week to? God, i got a freaking stacked crew, brother. <laughs> you know what? I would love for you to have him on the, uh, on the show sometime. Sure. It's Roger Sparks. He has a son who uh, is special needs, and he is also with Force Blue. And uh, on top of being the greatest family man and uh, esoteric, very famous tattoo artist now, um, highest decorated pararescue man of all time, Operation Bulldog Bite. Um, talk about mercy, love, and grace, and transform- transforming pain, suffering, and sacrifice into something truly beautiful. So it's to you, Roger Sparks. I love you, big frog. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you because we love following you on, on Instagram Thanks. and all your journey. I mean, it's just you're in so many different fucking places doing so <sighs> much crazy shit. You're one of the best followers on Instagram. Tell Thanks, everybody brother. where they can find you. Thanks. R- Real Rudy Reyes. Real Rudy Reyes on Instagram. Yeah, now I, I got thought it. it was a football club at first. <laughs> because of the Real. Real. But it didn't have the accent, Mark. Yeah, so. brother. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm spicy. I'm Mexican-American. Um, I've got a website, RudyReyes.com. Uh, so all you people that want me to work on your films and military advice and or speak, you can find me there. No, I don't, don't do Twitter and all the other things only because there's a lot of people speaking. But there's um but not enough people listening your program is one of the few podcasts that uh, is intelligent fun insightful and real community based um so uh so just get me on the instagram get me or just freaking uh you know just tune in to hulu or fox or channel 4 or bbc um I'm easy to find. Uh, how wild you can just Google your name, Rudy Reyes, yeah. which is a pretty common Mexican-American name, and I'm the first guy up there. You're the first guy. Yeah. yeah. Now. Now. You know? Yeah, probably. Maybe in the future, there'll be some boxer that finally Maybe shows so. the fuck up, dude. I don't know, brother. I'm a freaking tough act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can follow him uh, on Instagram and all of his journeys yes. on Fox and BBC and all that stuff. Rudy Reyes, always, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, Thanks for you, being brother. here. We appreciate it. For D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, Rudy Reyes, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.